Uh, welcome back, guys, to another episode. We got an exciting email uh, I shared with Quest earlier uh, from someone who reached out from Omni. Said that there has been a recent uh, request for more content from you guys. Seems that we're getting more listeners day, day by day. So definitely a positive thing, Chris. I'm happy that more people are interested in listening to our podcast. Definitely that's a good thing, Chris. Yes, Hopefully. absolutely. Let's go. Let's get more listeners. Let's grow this. This is outstanding. Can't thank all of our listeners and everybody who at least uh, opens up and gives a few seconds of a follow or a listen or anything like that. Really appreciate it. Please, if you guys are our listeners, which we love, tell your friends, share this, let everybody know. Like, don't don't leave a conversation without mentioning. Hey, have you guys heard of the replacement level podcast? Yeah, like, come on, share guys, it. share it. <laughs> we're we're the we're the hottest podcast in the world right now give us you know i'm kidding guys uh but really like chris said uh if you like our podcast please please share it with your friends family let everyone know uh big news for you guys we are connecting with sports not uh we're still setting things up in the process we did connect with their personnel and we're definitely on uh, in the process and on the way uh to some big stuff for you guys but uh definitely exciting stuff hoping to bring on some actually i shouldn't say this i should keep this a secret chris not really giving me our secrets here, but yeah. let's jump right into it, guys. Um, to be honest, I've kind of been slacking all past couple of days, it's been really busy. Uh, we wrapped up our yearbook actually, uh, for seniors. I've been working a lot on it, so I just finished last night, I just submitted, uh, so that's done. So now I can jump back into baseball. But Chris, uh, your Mariners, uh, kind of beating up on those A's, I see, taking advantage and uh, getting some dubs. Well, I mean, that's, you know, if you're a playoff team or you have aspirations of being a playoff team, you got to beat up on the bad ones. And the Mariners are doing that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good for them last night. It was a great showing. Definitely loved the rebound, especially after the kind of um, devastating loss, series loss to the Atlanta Braves. Although I have to say they the Mariners fared well against the Atlanta Braves in that series. I mean, they yes, they lost two or three games, but I mean, they weren't. They weren't out of any of those games. So, um, you know, there's there's still some positivity to take away. Their, their record-wise is, I think I saw like 10 games better than where they were this time last year. Um, so, you know, they're already off to a better start. It's a long season. Um, you know, there's still some things to be positive about. But, uh, you know, we definitely would like this team to kind of get the offense rolling again and get some of their players hitting much better so we can win a few more series and not just the series against the really bad teams in the MLB. Yeah, um, I mean, you're beating the best team, beating one of the worst team in baseball. So I guess we can give you, I'm kidding. Uh, I guess we can give you, but uh, listen, you're winning games. I'm not going to say anything different because the Yankees are beating up against pretty. And cheating. Low, excuse me. I mean, excuse your me. boy, D- D- Domingo, Domingo, and okay, fine. Mister, we're, we're Yankees. We're, we we're, we are cheaters. That's that's what we do. We <laughs> cheat to win games. I'll, I'll take it. Listen, we won the game, so uh, no matter how we win it. No, I'm kidding. Um, they, but I, I, I it does. It kind of bothers me a little bit the fact that uh, I mean, it's 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 a little it's 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 tough because umps when when players are coming out. And pitchers are coming out at the end of each inning. You know, I'm so checking, like, hey, is there a substance on your hand? And I think for Herman, I, I think I've seen this in in the majority of his starts, but he does t- 
tend uh, Herman and uh, I think Herman mainly he does have um typically do have a lot of stickiness on his hand uh because he does use the rosin bag a lot and he he a lot he does uses a lot of the rosin and spit so he kind of like mixes that up and he forgets to wash his hand so I I, I mean I, I'm just vouching for Herman listen I, I don't know what, maybe he is using something but Chris I'm just trying to be uh an empathetic Yankees fan. So, uh, okay. no, but uh, it is a little concerning for me because, again, like I want I'm a Yankees fan. I want to win cleanly. Don't want anything to uh, interject. But listen, Yankees are winning games. I'm happy. We're beating up on the bad teams. We, t- we swept Cincinnati going out there and we're beating up good bad teams. I'm not complaining. We're beating up on the A's. We killed them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's time. It's time. We're bringing back their play some level player players. Actually, uh, it's been two weeks. Actually, two weeks ago, we didn't have an episode. But, Chris, mm-hmm. let's kick things right off. Hit me with your placement level hitter over the past two weeks. We're going to go ahead and stay right in the AL East with a team that you probably know very, very well. And we're going to go down south to Tampa Bay with Mr. Wander Franco. Uh, over the last two weeks, he's still, you know, still making produ- productivity out there, but it's definitely not what he had been early in the season. Um, Last two weeks, he went 11 for 51, scored five runs, hit literally three extra base hits, extra base hits, one double, one triple, one home run. That's it. Drove into, did steal six stolen bases. So, you know, like I said, he's causing some havoc on the base paths, which is nice, especially for a guy who's had some leg issues, uh, soft tissue issues of his legs as well. Um, So nice to see that. Drew five walks, struck out four times, but a 216 batting average and a 6.619 OPS simply is not the level of production for a prospect, a former prospect that was touted as being one of the best guys, a five-tool player that can't, you can't miss with it. granted every player is going to go through slumps and that's most likely what this is. But regardless, we're talking about replacement level players and Wander has been replacement level for the last two weeks. And considering that the Rays love to mix and match their lineups based upon who they're facing, it wouldn't be surprising if maybe they looked at Wander a little bit closer and maybe during the slump and maybe he sees a little more time on the bench, especially to give the hot hitting Taylor, uh, Taylor Wells some more time. But uh yeah, I got to go with Wander. Uh, so, Rafal, who is your your replacement hitter? I mean, listen, before I get to have which level hitter, Franco is slumping, and that's definitely not something you want to see from him, being that he's one of the more dynamic hitters in the game. And he's a younger player who's on the rise, and he's last year he did um, he did uh, suffer a few injuries, which kind of impeded him overall. It kind of uh, took away from his could have been rookie of the year season. Um, but overall, I just think this is a tough, he's, he, listen, he hit a tough stretch. Um, like you said, maybe give him a couple days off, but uh, I just think it's more of getting him to hit out of the slump and keep putting him out there and just kind of hit his way out of it. But out of the past two weeks, he has hit a tough stretch and listen, I don't want him to start hitting. I want the Yankees to, to uh, get, take over the AL East, which is they're on the way to do that at least uh, mm-hmm. since the last two weeks' performance. But to my for my um, underperforming push-level hitter, I got Manny Machado. Uh, not good numbers for him. He's gone three for 25 over the past seven games. Two weeks, past uh, past two weeks, he's been somewhat productive. Uh, that was eight games before that. But um, just focusing on the last week or so, 
Uh, I mean, over the past 15 games, just to give you some context, guys, 259, 333, and 517. He went 5 for 58 over that span. But the past seven games especially, he's gone 3 for 25. One walk, three strikeouts, and 120. One, one Slash line of 120, 179, 280. But it's, I think it's something to note that actually metrics-wise, uh, his striking percentage and uh, his his uh, discipline has been relatively similar to last year. There isn't that big of a disparity. From last year, he's got 20.6 strikeout rate. That's actually 0.1 lower than last year, 20.7 last year. And then his walk rate is a drop lower from last year, but I don't think that's kind of where his struggling is is rooting from. I think it's more of just being productive overall. He's got a he's got an 81 WLC plus because so that already shows that he's he's underperforming and he's performing worse than the average player. And he's got a 286 Woba. His his ISO is way down. So obviously we see that the power is obviously not there. He does have five home runs, but uh, he's obviously not where he typically is in terms of you know uh getting back to ball, battling the ball. And this year, his battle percentage, just pulling it up, uh, his battle percentage this year is just 6.5 compared to last year's 9.8. So, again, uh, I think it's more about making harder contact because he his hard hit rate is 10% lower than last year. It's 39. Last year was 49. So I definitely think that it's just more about making more consistent contact for Machado, you know, getting back on track because the Padres are scuffling right now. Everyone knows that they're – Right around 500, a little under 500. I don't know their exact numbers, but you know they got Machado, they got Xander, they got Soto. All guys who I mean, Tatis just got just came back, so that's that's kind of a, a nice boost. But overall, Bogarts has hit a slump, Machado slumping, and just the lineup needs to get going if they want to make a deep run. But and let me get to my pitching uh, replacement level player before Chris, you hit that. I'm gonna give it to Alec Manoa, uh, a guy who has struggled Ooh. a lot coming out of the gate. Uh, him and, along with Corbin Burns, who I was going to give it to him. He did have a pretty bad outing against Houston, but he did have a few promising starts before that. So that kind of said, like, hey, maybe I shouldn't put him in yet just because he did have a few bounce-back starts. But Manoa, uh, with the past 15 games, I mean, pitcher, I mean, MLB, the thing is for MLB, when you look at past seven, last seven games, it's their last seven starts. I actually didn't know that. I thought it was, like, their last seven games, like, including the days that didn't start. So the, over the past seven starts, I'll just put that out there because, I mean, that's more or less like a month. Seven starts, a little less than a month. But over the past seven starts, 5.25 ERA through seven starts, 21 earned runs, 22 walks, just 29 strikeouts. So he's got that 29 to 22 strikeout to walk rate. The 1.75 whip, honestly not too bad. Uh, but Manoa has been completely out of character this year. But again, metrics-wise, there's really not much. Um, metrics-wise, and you know, just pounding the strike zone. There's a little of a difference. Uh, slight drop from last year, six six point six percent difference from last year. His strikeout rate is just at sixteen point nine percent, which is obviously not. Uh, you know, that's not typically where Manoa is because he's typically a guy who gets a lot of whiffs. And he's not producing. He's not getting that this year. He's not being as effective as it was last year. His walk rate is definitely higher than last year, more than double, thirteen point nine percent. Hitters are hitting two seventy six off him this year, and just uh, I overall just things are not going his way. And you know he's getting hit hard, 
and him and Burns are really just struggling. It's not something you expected. Uh, coming to the year, uh, projections-wise at least, uh, they are both projected to be top 10 pitchers in the game, and they've totally underperformed. They totally overshot that, and they're just not living up. To, I'm, I mean, obviously we're focusing on Manoa here, but uh, just uh, you want to see more out of an ace because, you know, they got Gosman, they got Manoa, and Kakushi's having a nice year. But you need you need uh, Manoa to get going because he's really the the anchor of that rotation along with Gosman, and you need him to ride a ship. So Manoa, get your stuff right. Chris, hit me. I, I got to say, I love how you picked on Manny Machado, who has a fracture in his hand, too. Like, just – just ignore that the dude broke his hand, but it's cool. It's cool. He had been struggling anyways up until that point. So it's, I think it's totally validated, but my picture, we're going to go from the East coast to the West coast. We're going to go up actually to the Pacific Northwest. We're going to go to arguably the longest tenured Mariners and that's Marco Gonzalez. And the dude is the fifth starter. So it's kind of hard to expect greatness from fifth starters just because they're typically guys who are going to be more innings eaters, um, not going to be big aces or potentially, uh, lights out stuff or anything like that. But Marco is definitely more on um, the soft tossing variety in today's MLB. He's more reliant on location, but he only went seven and two thirds innings over his last two starts. Got a win, got a quality start. So, you know, that's good. One of those starts was actually good. He had gave up two home runs, three walks, three Ks. That's kind of standard, um, you know, Marco stuff with the low Ks and the low walks, but that ERA and whip is just ugly, ugly. With an 11.74 ERA and a 2.09 whip. Now, when we dive into it a little bit deeper, we see that Marco actually had a really good start against Detroit. He went six innings, like I said, got that quality start, got that win. But it's Detroit. They're not a good team, so you kind of expected it. But he did face off against the Boston Red Sox. And let's be honest, the Red Sox have a really good offense. They've got a really bad pitching staff. So this was going to be an interesting matchup to see how he fared. And he did not fare well at all, only going one and two thirds and getting absolutely obliterated by the Red Sox offense. So um, he's got a good start coming up. He's got a two start week this week, actually, where he's going to get a face against the Oakland A's. He goes tonight, in fact, and then he'll face off with the surprising Pittsburgh Pirates later this week. I believe it would be Sundays when his next start is. So um, he's got a good chance to kind of right the ship here. Seattle definitely could use a little more productivity out of him. He's been struggling all season, but uh, this last two starts were definitely really, really bad. And um, yeah, that's all we have for the replacement level players. So Rafal, what are we going to talk about next here? Um, I don't know, Chris. I, I feel like over the past couple of days, I've seen a lot of tweets about run differential. So I actually wanted to discuss that a little bit. Um, yeah. I saw, I mean, I, this is what we're going to do. So I saw, I forgot who tweeted. I think it was like, I don't know. I have to. I have to look, but um, I'll check after. But uh, there's someone on t- Twitter who tweeted about he was ranking the divisions based on run differential. So I wanted to talk about that, okay. kind of just see where teams are in terms of you know how much they're scoring against their opponents. You know what, and I, I guess what we're gonna do is we're gonna rank divisions based on run differential. So let's. Well, I guess we'll do out of the six, mm-hmm. we can do f- six, five, four, three, two, one. So let's start okay. with. The division, I, I, well, you know, we'll discuss it. We'll get into going to a little depth. Uh, we'll give like a brief overview of each division. So there was one division, uh, just right off the bat, um, one division specific has really uh, kind of disappointed 
at least offensively. And I, I think we can hopefully both agree on this. But uh, one division that's really struggled is AL Central. Um, yeah. I, I think <laughs> I think it's okay that we both agree on this. Uh, there's only one team that's in the plus for run differential. That's the Twins. And they've got, actually got a plus 40 run differential. Everyone, everyone else, uh, I mean, being that the rest of the division is under 500, you got Detroit, who's three games under. They're negative 48. Cleveland's minus 31. She Sox are negative 57. That's obviously the White Sox are completely out of character this year. They're 11 games under 500. And, you know, coming into the year, we were expecting – so I want to talk about the White Sox real quick. Going off all the tangent – but uh, we're expecting the White Sox to do big things, and their pitching staff has really held them back. Uh, we're seeing a lot of guys struggle. We're seeing C struggle. We're seeing Lance Lynn struggle. He's highest, one of the highest ERAs, seven, I think, among qualified pitchers. So it's obviously not where you want him in terms of, you know, production-wise. And the Royals, obviously, they're supposed pretty much where they're supposed to be. But, you know, I think, Chris, I think six we can give the AL Central. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's really no other discussion about this. They, like you mentioned, they've got one team in the division. They're actually one of two divisions that have that distinguish of only having one team with a plus run differential. So uh, I would guess we're probably going to align on who the second to last team is, the number five team, or not number five division is. But for right now, yeah, AL Central, bottom of the barrel, they are absolutely bad i mean even the twins who are in first place their offense has kind of been struggling a little bit lately too so um yeah al central you guys are the bottom feeders in the run differential category uh, we're fall i like i said i think we're ranking these and we're going to line on this this next one too i think the next division that is only slightly better than the al central is going to be the nl east uh i kind of alluded to it with being the al central being one of two divisions with only one team with a positive run differential. Well, that other that other division is the NL East, with the Atlanta Braves sitting at a plus sixty one. Everybody else is bad. New York Mets minus fourteen, Miami minus fifty six, Philly minus thirty one. Yeah, the former the the runner up in the World Series last year is minus thirty one, sitting in third place in the NL East, and then Washington. Similar to the AL Central, we all expected Washington to be bad, and they are bad with a minus 21 run differential. So, um, yeah, not good there. I mean, the Braves are just hot. The Mets are the only team, I'd say, that are really, really surprising considering how much money they spent this offseason. A lot of people were expecting them to be good, and they've really struggled. I mean, they are two games over 500, so that is good, but they sit four and a half back of the Atlanta Braves, but you know, Rafal, what are your thoughts? And like I said, I'm guessing we're aligned on the NL East here. We are aligned, but the one thing that, that kind of stands out to me, Chris, because you know, we're, we're the Phillies are negative 31 in one differential, but they're actually only, a, they're 11th and team OPS are 742 OPS. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stands out to me. And, and uh, I think it's more of the fact that their pitching staff, you know, got Aaron Nola Wheeler again, they're both struggling. And I, I, you got obviously the Adam Matt Strom has been a nice con- uh, contributor, but uh, the offense hasn't been hasn't been too horrible. Uh, I think it's more the pitching staff is kind of holding it back, and the Nats are obviously they're the Nats are. But yeah, Chris, we are together on this. The Mets, like you said, uh, obviously all the money that that uh, Steve Cohn uh, uh, allocated this year uh, towards um, you know improvising their their team and getting all that all all, all the. Uh, help he can get uh, obviously he's not been paying off for lunder uh just came back scherzer's been inconsistent 
Uh, Verlander obviously had that bad start when he came back, but he's been good since then. And the Braves are obviously doing Braves things. You know, their, their lineup is clicking. Acuna's on a historic streak right now. Mm-hmm. And the Mets, I've honestly, my my biggest uh, surprise, the Marlins are somehow still playing 500 ball. Um, you know, they're definitely hanging in there. You got, you still got Luis Arias doing his thing. Garrett Cooper is doing his thing. Solaire's hitting bombs. But I think, yeah, and I think we are aligned in at least. And now the third worst division. Um, I'm hoping we're still going to be together on this, although uh, not so sure. But uh, we're going to have to give it to the NL West. Um, yep. You got the Dodgers, and then you got the Diamondbacks, who are, again are playing great baseball. They are playing very good baseball. Dodgers are, I picked up the pace a lot, honestly, since uh, that bad start uh, where they're barely 500. They're, now, this is actually a crazy stat. They're seventeen and they're seventeen and seven at home, then thirteen and twelve away. So I think that's kind of where most of the losses have come from. Um, the Diamondbacks, like I said, like they're hanging in there. The Giants, they're playing five hundred ball. The Padres, like I said, <coughs> are really struggling. And I said it's mostly spreading from the offensive struggles. Like I said, you got Bogarts, Tatis, and the rest of the lineup has kind of been middling most of the year. You even you, you need guys like Crony to step up, have a big have a, a big offensive year. Obviously, it's not happening. And then the Rockies are obviously going to be probably the last place team. But other than that, yeah, uh, Chris, NL West. For three. Yeah, NL West for sure. I mean, it's there. You you hit a lot of it already. I will say the fact that the Padres are in the fourth to last spot in the division with a minus eight run differential, it does show that they they're they're not maybe as terrible as the record shows. Like they're close. Um, so you got to think with them being close that there there could be a hot streak in store for them, and we could see this offense kind of just go. Um, go ballistic really because they got a lot of star power in them. They should be, they really shouldn't have a negative run differential with the firepower that they have. And especially from the pitching side, they've got a good rotation in there. So, you know, you're still holding out hope for the Padres, Padres fans of getting your team turned around in there. A bit surprising that the Giants sit in third place and that they are only currently one game under 500 with a minus 15 run differential. You don't typically see that a lot. You know, when you get, when you start talking about plus, or double digits in run differential, especially on the minus side, you tend to see teams that are really far under the 500 mark, but give credit to the giants. They are hanging in there and, you know, they, they kind of are a little bit of a scrappy team. So maybe they can stick around all season long in there. Um, moving on from the NL NL West and kind of going more to the positive side, I'm going to go with the NL central here. Um, they they are an interesting division to say the least. They are the only division right now whose leader in the division, the Milwaukee Brewers, has a minus run differential um, and a minus twelve. Again, just kind of piggybacking off of the Giants here. Um, we look at Giants; their game under five hundred with a minus fifteen run differential. On the flip side, your Milwaukee Brewers are minus twelve. On the run differential, but are three games over 500 at 25 and 22. You look at Pittsburgh, Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, who sit second, third, and fourth in the division. They all have a plus run differential. Pittsburgh at plus 19, Cubs plus 21, Cards plus 17, and then the lowly Cincinnati Reds at a minus 42. We're not going to spend a lot of time with them because they're expected to be bad, and they are. But it is so kind of 
interesting to see the run differential play out here with this division and see the rankings here. Um, so, Rafal, are you with me here on the NS Central, or you got to we're going to mix it up here? No, I'm I'm totally with you on Central. Uh, and like you said, Chris, the Brewers are a big surprise. Uh, and, and I remember we were talking to Jack last week. We were asking him, uh, you know, how he feels they perform and if he thinks that their their pitching staff can keep it together. Because, like we were saying, uh, hitting wise, they're kind of not. And like I said, even last year, they're kind of they're kind of where they were at last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Seven hundred three team OPS, twenty first in the league. And you know, w- Willie Damas is not hitting too well. He's more of a power. Uh, a big power guy, but he's not really hitting uh, too many bombs. Uh, Yelich is, is struggling, and Rowdy's been their best hitter all year so far. And yep. you know, obviously, they brought up Turang, and although uh, what's his face, uh, Joe was struggling, and they lost. Who's the guy we were talking about last week? Cal Mitchell. Yeah, we lost, they lost. They lost Gary Mitchell, so he's out for the year. I was obviously tough because he was hitting very well, um, but I, I just. It's it's a little tough because I, honestly, with the way that the Cardinals are playing, and they're sort of climbing back, um, even though they really struggled coming out of the gate, but they're slowly picking up the pace. Um, but I think in in thirty games, the, the standings are definitely going to be uh, changed up, unless in terms of the demographics and how it's structured right now, because the Cardinals are seven and three in the past ten games, and they're only five games back. And obviously the, the Brewers and Pi- Pirates are tied. Obviously everyone expecting the, the Pirates to kind of taper off, mm-hmm. uh, even though they kind of to a historic start, which no one expected. Um, like Jack was saying, he no one expected. He he they're, he said they're a very unique team because they have a lot of young talent, and they're definitely going to be. I would say they're they're going to be successful in a couple of years because they have a lot of up and coming guys. Uh, and and especially the farm system, they have one of the best farm systems in the game. So I think a couple seasons, give them some time. They'll definitely be up there. But I just think for now, I just even though they're plus in the run differential, I think it's met our time before they kind of drop off. And and number two, Chris, before I get to uh, my favorite division, which I'm guessing you know what that is, uh, let's talk about the AL West. Um, the AL West. Honestly, everything's going well except for Oakland. Oakland is holding them back. Negative 100. Is that the worst of all time? Negative 177? Or did the, I, did the Spiders beat that? I I don't know. I mean, they're definitely definitely the worst right now this season and That's by a very world. large margin, too. It is so bad. Like, yeah. you can't play any worse baseball than this. 29 games under 500. 204 winning percentage. Like, wow. That's, hor- that, that's horrible. And obviously... Everyone knows what Brandon Brooker's doing. He's 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 been yeah. ripping up the league, and he came, really came out of nowhere because he struggled last year. He was in, he was in KC in San Diego, and he kind of struggled last year. But he's really picked up the pace. Your Mariners are somehow plus in the run differential. No, I'm kidding. Uh, your Mariners are. <laughs> I mean, listen, at least you're winning games. So they're picking up the pace slowly. Texas has obviously been. And ridiculous this year. You got Adoles Garcia, you got Nate Lowe, you got Josh Young hitting bombs. You got Marcus Simeon, Seager just got back. Houston slowly winning games. They're they've been the hottest team, eight game winning streak. And yeah, number two, Chris. Yeah, you with AL me? West for sure. Yeah, a line on this one as well. It's they they um 
you know, the Angels at plus eight uh, is the only team that, besides one of the two teams in the division that I really don't like, um, you know, is, is a team that sits above the Mariners. They're one that, you know, we'll see what happens with them. They've got, on paper, looks like just enough offense and just enough pitching, and it kind of reflects in that run differential. So we'll see if they can maintain that all season long. They're definitely very top-heavy with their stars and even those guys to perform. So any sort of injuries that could happen, especially injuries that may take a player or two out for a month or something like that. It could really be detrimental to them. But, you know, the Mariners, um, plus 27, you got to figure a lot of that is from them beating up on bad teams. Thank you, Oakland. And again, sorry, Oakland fans. Um, It is interesting to really look at the Oakland A's. They've only scored 178 and they've given up 355, which is wow. the runs that they've given up is easily the most in, in the MLB right now, but it's like that's almost a hundred round about a hundred runs more the next closest team that's out there. So um, it's really, they're just, they're losing bad and it's really, it, they're just a really bad team. It's really astonishing just how bad they are, but um, you know, AOS led by the kind of surprising Texas Rangers who are, went out and shelled out a lot of money this offseason and it's actually working out for them unlike the new york mets and the la angels but um you know we'll see they they they've got some good players there and they're playing well and we'll see what can happen from them and now we get to the number one team and the real reason rafal wanted to do this topic is because of the al east and not only is it got his beloved New York Yankees in there, um, but they clearly are, when it comes to run differential, the cream of the crop there. And all five teams in this division, it's the only division that has all five teams with a plus run differential. Um, and as we can see, Rafal is showing the logo upside down as the Yankees are about to just nosedive here on out for the rest of the season. And that's what, that's what you know, Falls doing um but no the al east they they it's always labeled as a offensive division with a very hard division to win and right now they are living up to that reputation the rays with a plus 126 they lead the division uh, they lead all of mlb with the run differential as well um yeah texas comes in at second with a plus 106 for those keeping track at home, but Baltimore plus 41 sitting in second, the Yankees in third with the plus 31 Boston plus 15. And then Toronto a bit of surprising that Toronto's in five, fifth place in the division, but they are with a plus five. So Rafal, let's hear what you have to say about your hometown division. You know, I got the AL East. I won, <laughs> um, but after, you know, listen, everything's clicking for them. Uh, the AL East, every team is clicking. Although Tor- um, the Blue Jays have sort of been slumping. They're three and seven past 10 games, five-game losing streak. Uh, overall, really, just every team has been winning this division. And, you know, every offense is going. Uh, obviously, Boston doesn't have the greatest pitching staff, but they're somehow holding up. They're four games over. But no one expected – honestly, no one expected their Red Sox to come out like this. No one expected them to win the way that they are. And, you know, they called up Jaron Duran, who's been a huge addition, and he's really made an impact since he got mm-hmm. called up. Um, it looks like he's uh, figured it out. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And then Chris Sale sort of coming back. He's had nice, he's had two solid starts, solid outings past two times. And the Orioles just can't stop winning. And we're hoping to cool them down tonight as I'm um, actually going tomorrow night and the Yankees game. I'm hoping to go Sunday also. I mean, I'm, I'm off school, 
I end at two every day, so I'm nothing else to do. So I might as well go to the Bronx. So hoping to go tomorrow night, Nestor's pitching. That should be fun. And then Sunday's Yankees Padres. So that's going to be fun. And other than that, like I said, the Rays, you, like you mentioned, Wander Franco has been slumping recently. Beyond Diaz can't stop ranking. You've got mm -hmm. Randy, who homered last night while they were still cheering for him. It might have been, might have been Sunday, but I don't know, uh, past couple of days. And then you got, really, there's a lot of guys, like you said, mentioned Taylor Walls. It's like Paredes is hitting bombs like I did last year. you got Christian Bethencourt uh, making some uh, a nice contribution. Even though they got rid of Zanino, he stepped up a little bit. And pitching-wise, obviously you lost Springs, but McClanahan's been the ace. Although the Yankees did beat up on him last month, uh, he's been Shane McClanahan. He's doing the stuff that he does. The bullpen has been a force. Mm -hmm. And they have – wait, do they have the best run differential of the game? Uh, I think they do. They do. Uh, 126, the highest run professional game, and the worst goes to the Oakland A's. So that was today's episode for you guys. Run differential. Um, I have to give the AL East, like Chris said, uh, my division. I have to give it to my division because we're, we're just good. And, uh, yeah, Chris, how about a good day today? Yeah, very good day. And one more note for the Tampa Rays. They're going to get some reinforcement with, with Tyler Glasnow uh, expected Ooh. to return. I believe it's this weekend. Pretty sure, yeah. Saturday Sunday is when he's projected to start. Um, so good news for the Rays. Now if he can just stay healthy, I mean, that's what ultimately they want from him. But, um, yeah, if he comes back and he's what he's been in the past, Rays could be really, really more of a challenge for your Yankees to try and overcome. Um, I would say probably for Yankees fans, just give up on winning the division, focus on the wild card. And um, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It I'll should keep be... that mindset for you. Uh, <laughs> come, back, come back to me at the end of the season. So see where, <laughs> see where right. we're at. Um, uh, but let right. me know when the Mariners can uh, actually win games. Okay. Well, Hey, you know what? Actually uh, next week, we, our two teams are going to face off with the Yanks and the Mariners. So um, it'll be fun to see how, what kind of bragging rights we have going forward after that, that series. Is that, where is that, but is that, is that in New York? I think it's Seattle. Um, Ooh, I'm going to fly in for that. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, we, we should, we should go. We should go to that game. We got to go to that series. Uh, that's going to be yeah. some big rivalries there. We should do an episode in Seattle. Uh, let's go to T-Mobile park. Let's do an episode sure. there. I mean, all-star breaks and all-star weekends going to be there. Ooh. So yeah, that's expensive. Yeah. Um, Actually, I forgot. It will be in Seattle because, uh, the Mariners are embarking on a very long homestand. They, they're hosting the A's, the Pirates, and then the Yankees as well. So, Oh, nice. Okay, fine. So there you go. Uh, we're heading to Seattle. Um, all right, guys. Today That's a wrap for today. Uh, another another day in the book. In the book. Um, another good, another fun episode today. Just uh, update for you guys. We're hoping to bring, bring back some old um, guests that we had on uh, yep. over the past couple months. We'll hopefully have one hoping in the next couple of weeks, early to mid-June. And hope you guys join this episode again. This will be on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you guys.